as long as there's truth to it and there's honesty to it, I mean, come on, as long as it's always real. You sound like you're doing mm-hmm. a burger commercial right now. The Fred Minnick Show is brought to you by 291 Colorado Whiskey, by Michter's, by Heaven Hill Brands, and DraftKings. Enter Fred at DraftKings.com for a chance at millions of dollars in prizes with first deposit. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Fred Minnick Show. Fred here, and we're pulling one out of the vault. This week's episode is one that was originally intended for my Amazon Prime show that I was doing with Bourbon Plus Magazine called Bourbon Up. Uh, That sort of went away, and I got the rights to all the shows uh, that we had in the can, and so I'm excited. You know, my goal was to bring him on to the podcast, and and here we are with the band Low Cash. Now, Low Cash, great, great country band. Uh, we booked them at Hometown Rising in 2019, and they uh, they crushed it. I mean, they're one of the best country bands I've ever seen live. And the boys, they're a little uh, <laughs> they're they're a little wild, you know. So they're like. Uh, they're exactly who you would want to have a long night of bourbon drinking with. I'm, I'm just telling you right now, these two boys are a lot of fun, and, you know, you may get in trouble with them. So this episode is awesome. You're going to love it. So I something new I'm going to start doing, I'm going to tell you all what we're drinking um, in advance. So you're going to know what we are sipping on before you get to it. And if you want to fast forward just to hear our tasting notes or the breakdown of it, knock yourself out. Uh, in the description, you should be able to find like where the time code of where we are doing the tasting of those particular products. So we are tasting Weller 12-year-old, Weller 107, a Wild Turkey Master's Keep, and an H. Clark Distillery Bourbon Stout. Now, this was filmed at Bourbon Stout, or not Bourbon Stout, at H. H. Clark Distillery, which is now part of uh, the company distillery, which is uh, Jeff Arnett, the former master distiller of of Jack Daniels. That's So Heath Clark is a partner with, uh, with Jeff in that new distillery, which, by the way, H. Clark's gin one best gin at the Ascots this past year. So, uh, back on the train of stickers. Like, if you don't have your sticker, the Fred Minnick Show sticker, hit me up on fredminnick.com. That's fredminnick.com. And just let me know your address, and we will ship you a sticker. You will be happy that you have it. You can slap it on your trash can, whatever you want to put it on. Just don't put it on anything that you're going to use in a crime. So you got a gun case, don't put it on that. You know, don't put it on the gun case and then go rob a bank. It's going to make me look bad. So I don't need the police calling me. So after the interview, after the interview, uh, we're going to go to the go to the mailbag, the bourbon mailbag. I've got a great, great uh, commentary here from uh, Vincent Kawaseki, Kawaseki, Kasequi, Kasequi, K O S E W S K I. I think I butchered it. I think I butchered it. But uh, like I said in the last week's episode, I'm going to start reading stuff on the air. Whether you are listening to this in the, on the audio version or you're watching it on YouTube, uh, you're both going to get some some juicy questions about bourbon pricing, 
uh, stuff like that. So people are gonna they're gonna hit me up and comment and ask questions about, hey, I got twenty bucks. What should I get? What where where should uh where should I spend this money? So and so and so forth. So I get a lot of questions like that, and you know I figured instead of just writing you know two hundred emails a month answering them, I would uh, read read them on the air. And maybe someone else can get some use out of it. So that's what I'm up to. But again, this interview takes place in 2019, so pre-COVID. But, you know, low cash is kind of one of those timeless interviews, in my opinion. You you hear some kind of tragedy and how they kind of made it and everything. It's it's this is this is a this is an interview that if you're a musician, it will move you. If you are someone who is you know, considering a career in music, this is what it's all about. You know, you're going to have a gut check like Low Cash did. And, you know, now they're a fantastic band uh, to watch live. And you know what? They're dadgum good on the radio, too. So I am excited to uh, for you to listen to this. It's a great, great band. And stay tuned after the interview for the bourbon mailbag, the bourbon mailbag. And again, hit me up on fredminnick.com if you want a sticker. Cheers. But first, a word from our sponsors. People want a great whiskey that isn't like every other whiskey. So nestled in the shadow of Pikes Peak, 291 Colorado whiskey is distilled from grain to barrel to bottle. Exceptional Western whiskey, unlike any other. Passion permeates every sip. Utilizing grains from the Colorado Plains, water collected from Pikes Peak Reservoirs, and finished with Aspen Staves, 291 Colorado Whiskey is an award-winning single barrel and small batch whiskey. Hard made the Colorado way. Our recipe, our stills, independent and always rugged, refined, and rebellious. 291 Colorado Whiskey is proud of its humble roots and excited as we expand to new frontiers. Get your taste of Colorado at 291coloradowhiskey.com. Online orders available or find a bottle near you. Ride it like you stole it. Drink it like you own it. Live fast. Drink responsibly. At Michter's Distillery, our passion is making the finest bourbon, rye, and American whiskey possible. When you only produce very small batch and single barrel whiskey as we do, each and every barrel has to be perfect. No detail is too small for our production team. From careful attention to the 18-month or more air-dried wood used in the construction of our barrels, to entering our distillate into the barrel at the costlier or lower barrel entry proof of 103 so that it's smoother, to heat cycling our barrel houses, to our signature filtration protocol, we spare no expense in pursuing our goal of making the greatest American whiskey. And no Michter's gets bottled until our master distiller, Dan McKee, and our master of maturation, Andrea Wilson, say it's just right. Michter's Fort Nelson Distillery in downtown Louisville, Kentucky, is open for tours and tastings. Book your visit on our website and stop by the bar at Fort Nelson for a world-class cocktail. For more information, follow us on social media at Michter's Whiskey, go to michters.com, or visit your favorite bartender. Michter's Distillery. It's all about the whiskey. Heaven Hill Distillery has been lifting America's spirit since 1935. They celebrate American whiskey's rich traditions, guide its evolution, and champion its exciting future. For Heaven Hill, 
Whiskey is more than a profession. It's a personal passion that is poured into every bottle shared with newcomers and aficionados alike. So whether you enjoy the simple pleasure of Evan Williams bottled in bond or savor the uniquely satisfying experience of a rare single barrel bourbon like Elijah Craig, 18 year old, you'll find a home at Heaven Hill. If you want to learn more about the craft and techniques of making quality American whiskey, check out educational resources and sign up for their newsletter at heavenhilldistillery.com. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Cheers. Gentlemen, Preston, Chris, good to see you. Good to see you, man. You guys ready to drink a little bourbon? Let's drink. What are you uh, you in the mood for right now? Oh, man, I love anything that's oaky. Anything you like you like oak. oak, okay? So you yeah. like things with age to it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's let's do that. Let's go that direction. All right. Well, let's start. Let's start with a little bit of Weller, twelve year old. Okay. Now, in uh, two thousand eight, I wrote an, uh, an article for a magazine said this was the best uh, best value in whiskey, and after I wrote that story, a lot of bartenders started getting onto it, and then there was a lot of liquor stores that would start carrying it a lot more. And then it was like, then the little bit of the, the bourbon boom started coming on, yeah. and then the pappy craze was hitting, and then suddenly this was a bottle that was sitting in the store and not uh, selling, and it was collecting dust. And suddenly it was like, it was like moving, and and then it was allocated, and you couldn't get it. And now, you know, it takes an act of God and a good friend who's a retailer to buy a bottle. So. Yeah. Right. So it's a real pleasure to be able to crack this open with yeah. you fellas. Hey. Absolutely. Cheers. Cheers. Now take a nose of it and tell me what you're getting. Mm. Taste caramel in there for sure. Some, some goodness. Oh. That's definitely goodness. Yeah, it has that sweet edge. No burn. Yeah, when you when you smell it, it might help your olfactory if you do it with your mouth open, because yeah. that way it helps you cycle it out a little bit. So you're not just you're not just taking in the yeah. parts of the alcohol. Oh, it smells amazing. Preston, you got like this look of like you're really connecting with this. Dude, <laughs> you're really connecting this is with like, the bourbon. It's really good. I mean you're I really like, like this. He's getting his nose in there. Right. Right. Really. I'm going all the way in, guys. Just it up, Fine. You won't burn it all. I like it. All right, a little nip now. Let's put a little on the palate, see what right. it tastes like. Oh, that's velvety. That's great, bourbon. That's so I'm still now I'm tasting what I'm smelling. Yeah. And for some reason, I'm on that sweet side of things with this one. And I I smell almost like a honey, like a, and I taste it. I don't know what it is. It, it's just um, definitely probably some honey in there for sure. A lot of um, definitely it's it's on the sweeter side. Yeah, you know, and there's a lot of caramels and vanillas in this, but it's mm-hmm. it, but then there's that kind of like that next level next level where it's like like the sugars are like brown sugars caramelized. Yeah. You got some some nutty stuff in there you got some yeah. honey this is um the honey's jumping out to me on this because i'm not a smoky i don't i'm not the smoky taste fan he doesn't like the peat this is this is way up my alley right here so not liking if you don't like the smoke if you don't like peat so then american whiskey's in your wheelhouse right you know scotch whiskey's 
they tend to have that peat, and that's uh, you know basically how they prepare their their malt. Yeah, bourbon is 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 truly American, a lot like country music. Right, really, really yeah. American. It's uh, has to be made from at least fifty one percent corn. Um, the barrels have to be new charred oak, and you're you're looking at something that. Is so American that Congress declared it to be a unique product of the United States in 1964. All right. So a little bit of proof that Congress can get along once in a while for something good. Right? <laughs> I mean, I love the sound of that. That's great. So when you when you sip on this, I'm curious, is is there a song that it brings you to? Does this connect you to to any of your the songs you've written? This one? I mean it's it does connect anytime I have something great like this I have a huge bourbon room in my house we wrote the song I love this life and I sit in that room yeah the awards for that song are in there but I open up a crack open a great bourbon and look at my life and look at everything we've been through in our life so it does anytime we get to taste something what we rednecks like to call fancy yeah you know you have that and you're like man I do love this and everything I worked for came to you know Right in where we're at right now. I yeah. mean, press and nothing was given to you all. You guys worked nothing. really hard to get here. Nothing, you know. And it's uh, we've had to persevere through, like you said, through the tough times. And so when you get to enjoy, uh, you, you know, a few sips of something like this, it kind of you reflect on those moments that you drank some of the cheaper stuff, you know, and some of the but you still a lot of the cheaper. Yeah, stuff. I mean, well, I <laughs> tell you what, still left on the market. But uh, I think we drank it all. But uh, it, you know, like he said, when you have a moment like this and you can savor, I mean, everybody loves to savor a memory, and and I feel like this bottle, you know, it kind of opens up that that well of those memories again, and you're like, hey, you know, we we are, hey, we just released a new single today, yeah. and. Uh, it's called One Big Country Song. We're pumped up about it. And this is one big country so bourbon that, right here, boy. Right this is right on the money. I think you learn to respect it, too. Like, back then when we started, it was, like, crazy on the road. There was crazy stuff we yeah. did. And, and we would just drink, I mean, Fireball, you know, Crazy Honey, Jack. Anything we had, we just took whatever it was and didn't respect it as much. It was just fun. And now as we... As we learn and grow and like, whoa, man, why am I getting these hangovers all the time? What's going on? What's going on? And as you get older, you're like, hmm, you start to respect the liquor and respect the taste. And obviously, if you drink higher end bourbon, higher end whiskey, you're not getting that hangover anymore. You're not getting that headache anymore. And uh, I don't know what it is about that. I don't know if it is because it is more expensive. And, and I don't know what it is. <laughs> I also don't know what it is about, you know, when you drink something like this, I take my time with it. Yeah. And so that helps. Therefore, my taste buds are more open and a little more calm. Whereas, you know, coming up through the bar scene and we were just playing, you know, three hours a night. And we were down. Trays of shots are coming up and nothing against any other, you know, drinks. But, you know, you're just shooting them. You're just going. And then you take a minute to, like, really investigate, smell it, feel it you know, Enjoy get acquainted it. with it. Yeah, I mean, it, it changes everything with it. And I think that comes with maturity, you know, and mm -hmm. maturity there, maturity here, mm -hmm. you know, so. Now, Preston, you just um, you just had your second child. I did, yeah. In August. Yes. How much has fatherhood changed you? 
oh man, it changed everything. It changed the lyrics and the songs I'm writing. Uh, it also, you know, when I go home and I and I see my little ones, I think about what I'm going to leave behind. You know, uh, am I going to take care of them? Um, and I work, you know, a hundred times harder now for that. You know, um, also just that just that legacy. Yeah, are the are the songs going to be something they're proud of? I took I took my little girl uh, on a daddy daughter date last night, and uh, we went and got ice cream. And I watched her in the back seat singing all the words to the brand new album. And she misses a couple. She's only three. She misses a couple, but her mouth's moving to the verses. And then when the chorus comes, her hands go up. She she doesn't know I'm watching. And uh, those moments are, you know, that I'll have with me till the day I die. You know, it's incredible. That's awesome. Now you you all are like brothers. Mm-hmm. But you're not brothers. No, we're not blood. What, what, what was the moment where that you knew that this was a guy you could rely on, you know, for the rest of your life? What was the moment? It was early on. I mean, it really was, and, and I mean this in such a bro way, you know. But it it really was like when we when we met, we started talking, and we would take the microphones out at the Wild Horse Saloon where we where we kind of met and started, and. We would host the shows where like the master ceremonies and then maybe do a dance lesson and then introduce a band. But we would go out with two microphones and do what, like I only know that I'm not this old, but my grandfather used to make me watch the Dean Martin show. Like, and I was, did not know, but I, I mean, I was so young. And then as I got older, you know, I still had the VHS tapes and I would just click them in. I, in fact, I watched one four years ago in a VHR thing just to watch it again. And you can see them on YouTube now and stuff, but you know, I was just going through that moment to relive my, my grandfather telling me these two are the best, Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra. Mm-hmm. And when I had that vision, you know, as a little kid and seeing it now and seeing me and him, there was something that connected on these microphones. And I was like, there's something here. We don't know what it is. I didn't even know he sang yet, you know, and, and started talking even more about singing and songwriting. And then we worked on harmonies and I just knew he was my brother. This was it. This was meant the stars have been lined for what my career is supposed to go and where it's supposed to go. And you all really too were incredible songwriters when you when you got together. What, what where was the moment? What what happened there that said that where it clicked where you guys knew that you guys could write music together? Well, I think uh, we were writing all along, right, right when we first met, um, and we. We could tell there was potential. I don't, I don't know if anybody else knew. <laughs> yeah. To Ocean City. Yeah. Uh, we went to his hometown area up in Baltimore, Maryland area, and we went to Ocean City, Maryland for a night. And uh, we found ourselves on the beach. We didn't know anybody. Nobody knew us. It was freezing. <laughs> but it was still one of those days that was just amazing. We were like, man, look at the water. Smell the, smell the salt in the air. You know, everything. It was just amazing. And so... We sat back on some lawn chairs and started writing our first song together that day. And we wrote a song called Unordinary Day. And uh, I knew then probably that we had this this take on life that was going to be positive, just like I love this life years later. Um, and, uh, and we just needed to stay on that positive highway. What, because the music industry is going to throw some daggers at you. They're going to throw some roadblocks and... And it's, it's going to come at you hard. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
But as long as we stay on that, that path, you know, and we got our fair shot at radio, we just continued to write songs. And then one day we sat down to write a song with our buddy, uh, Jaron Johnston. And um, he was trying to he was trying to get a song on Low Cash's record. And he's in a band called Cadillac 3. And we were trying to get a song on his record. And so I guess when you mix Cadillac 3 with Low Cash, you get... Keith Urban, and that was our first hit. It was a two-week number one. It's called You're Gonna Fly, and um, that's when the town of Nashville realized what we had been praying about. You know, like, maybe somebody's gonna see this talent. Maybe somebody's gonna see that we have the potential to actually write songs, and then when something like that happens, boom, it changes everything. That's awesome. Yeah. Country music has been evolving, really, for the last 20 years. Yeah. There's not many George Straits anymore. That mm. style's not really there. Where, what's happening with country music right now? I think George Strait is is in everybody. I love George Strait. I mean, that was in my car. That's when my dad, mom would play. Um, I, in fact, we kind of fangirled him when we were in ACMs because it was George Strait. We're like, oh my god, it's George Strait. <laughs> so he's the influence is everywhere. I mean, Al Dean, huge influence, you know, for George Strait. Um, you know that the world's going to change. There's no Willie Nelsons anymore. You know, I mean, there's only one Willie Nelson. There's only one Garth Brooks. I mean, there was a time when Willie Nelson was pop. Yeah, and it yeah. was like, you know, shaking up the country scene. Johnny Cash, the same way. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not even just the last twenty years. It's ever evolving. It's ever changing, and we're just in our time period right now where we're watching it change and. Uh, you know, I, I think it's cool. I think it's an open door. and uh, It's starting to come back around a little bit more in, in country music to go back into that, like the 90s is coming back. I mean, you could see the trends. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have the 80s trends. Sometimes you have like country music went through like this 90s R&B kind of thing. It's almost like fashion. Like, yeah, it's like fashion. It's trendy. And whatever these kids listen to and connects with them, you know, whatever their parents are playing or whatever, they're just hearing on the radio. It's connecting with them. That's what's evolving and you know and and i know this sounds cliche but as it ever evolves and ever changes as long as there's truth to it and there's mm -hmm. honesty to it i mean come on as long as it's always real sound like you're doing mm -hmm. a burger commercial right now then it's pretty you've awesome. got country music i mean to me you've got country music i don't care what sound you put in there or take away as long as you have honesty in the lyric and you know, and I can and I can really connect to it. Then that's country music for me. I remember listening to uh, Garth Brooks' Sirium, Sirius uh, XM mm -hmm. channel, and he said country music writing is always about the first line. I love that. Yeah, that's great. Come on, first through the last. Now, I mean, it's now. It's like we want every line to be a home run, but you do because especially right now with the listeners you're getting maybe 10, 15 seconds. And if you don't have that listener into that, you're, the song's not going to do anything. You just have to connect immediately. And uh, it's, you know, it's not saying anything bad to the listeners now. It just means there's a lot going on yeah. and a lot of things we can do right now. All right, so country music consistently has a, a lot of songs about trucks mm -hmm. yep. and, and tractors. God bless it. <laughs> give, give, me, give me your best explanation as to why there's so many trucks and tractors in country music. It's mm, a good question. It's heartland music. You know what I mean? It's, uh, 
it's country. It's, it's, it's the middle of America. And now obviously it's getting wider, you know, it started middle of America, kind of the farmers coming out there and, you know, it, the trucks have always been in our songs. Can I just and, say this? The Ford F-150 is yeah. the top selling vehicle drive, in America. Ford Maybe in, uh, I mean, it's the top selling vehicle in all of America, maybe the world. So we drive champion Ford, champion Ford, Owensboro, Kentucky. Ford. But, uh, I didn't say that. <laughs> and by the way, the Duke, Duke is a, is a good friend of mine. So, so guy. I mean, there's a statistical answer for you. Yeah. I mean, that there's more sense. of that truck than, and, and that vehicle than any other vehicle on the road. Uh, besides you, that, the folks who drive them can relate to these lyrics. When, they you, want all are, to. when you all are writing music, do you, do you kind of like strategically put things in there because you think that will drive someone to listen to it? We have a perfect story for you. It's a truck story. Yeah. I mean, we're going to put Usually it Usually we don't do that. Usually it just happens that way. But we wrote a song called Truck Yeah for Tim McGraw. And there was a guy in a suit that came into the right that day. So it's so it's Danny Myrick, yeah. Chris Jansen, and uh, Chris and me. And we're all sitting in a room getting ready to write. This guy walks in the suit and he goes, hey, guys, I just want you to know, I just came across the emails. Nobody's recording songs about trucks anymore. He's like an office guy from like the third floor. What does he know? <laughs> no what more are you trucks. About? Literally, the email came in. No one said. No one's cutting them. We no said one. nobody even really looked like, up. We were just serious. like, "What are you talking about, dude?" He goes, "Hey, I'm just the messenger. All right, don't shoot the messenger. No more songs about trucks." So Danny Meyer starts grooving out there, and Danny goes, "I said we write a song about trucks," <laughs> and I was like, "I am in a hundred percent." And Chris Jansen goes, "F yeah." I mean, you can believe it out. He said, yeah, "Fuck yeah." yeah. And I was like, and for whatever reason, it, Jansen was sitting probably this close to me when he right. said, he said, he drops the F-bomb. He says, F, yeah. I said, no, truck, yeah. And we all just looked at each other and all the kind of the fun began right then because we were like, you we know what? all the pressure. There was no pressure in writing anymore. It's just like, you know what? Let's shove one up their right. butt. Let's, Let's shove a truck it. song right up their butt. <laughs> so that's what we did. And it just so happens Tim McGraw was recording one more song, and everybody in Nashville was trying to get that last cut. I mean, everybody. We were trying to write it for us. Yeah, so we write this song, Truck Yeah. We get done in like an hour and a half, and Jansen says, legit says, hey, if Tim McGraw don't cut this song, you better make this a, a low-cash single. We're like, all right. Next thing you know, about, what, a week later, something like that? Tim McGraw, boom, cuts the song, and it becomes our second top 10 song we wrote. Wow. Boom, just like that. And so thanks to the guy. You know what? I'm out. Are you guys? You, well, guys you know what? Uh, Let me finish up here. I was about to take another drink. I'm not usually the first one. After that song, it's the first time I bought my Black Maple Hill bottle, 2010. Let's, let's go to the, the Weller Antique 107. And I'll guys. say, truck, yeah, let's do yeah. it. <laughs> Do you want a healthy pour? Just a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. We'll keep on traveling through this journey. I, I want to get to that wild turkey today. Okay. I yeah. want to try that today. It's the revival. There you go. All right. Nice. And I've been turkey hunting this morning, so I need a little Did you get a good bird? luck. No. But boy. Well, as I was driving here, I seen like 50 of them. Yeah, yeah. They're out. Uh, but they were gobbling today. That's what I needed today. I needed to hear that gobble and really get excited. Does hunting hunting set you at ease? Is it you enjoy hunting? It's my spot, man. Yeah. I, <laughs> I I took a little picture, a little selfie of myself, and I sent it to my wife, and I said, 
back in Turkey Town, Tennessee, and I'm happy about it. I just felt so good. I like fishing. Oh, okay. I like hunting too. I mean, I hunt birds. But He's gonna get it. a bird, yeah. and you, we're gonna put the we're we're gonna put the yeah. So that's this a is picture a, of our birds right here on the front page of this right here. This Cover is, your eyes. <laughs> this is uh, the sister magazine to uh, Bourbon Blog, and I'm I'm ready to read this thing front to back like already. I do like pheasant hunting too. Pheasant hunting is fantastic. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna I see that you have some recipes. I'm, I saw an awesome recipe in here for. Uh, yeah, you're the best cook of the two, right? Uh, I don't know about all that, but I I, I will cook the I will cook. I the, can grill. You're the griller. Grill. Grill. He's a grill master, but I do make some turkey jerky. Some <laughs> yeah, wild with the, with turkey jerky. In it still from the gun. So <laughs> What's wrong with that, guys? <laughs> it's true. It's so true. <laughs> you ever spit a pellet out once in a while? It's not that big a deal, man. It's natural, but it was it's good natural. You made this honey uh, turkey. It was really. I'm into this recipe right here. This pink peppercorn chard elk burger. You lost me a peppercorn. I'm all about this. So I'm gonna put. I'm gonna get our turkey recipe. Right. Turkey jerky recipe. You're gonna love. All right. It. Oh, I look forward to that. Now, hold on. Wait. You okay. don't like peppercorn? Back to bourbon plus, right well, over here. Well, well we got to get to the bottom of this. Why don't you like peppercorn? You want to talk about it? Let's anything, talk about anything it. Anything spicy, I can't do. Oh, I just can't man. have a little bit of spice. And I feel bad for you. I know, right? I, I mean, like jalapenos, no, can't do cinnamon. Nothing. I just got acid. I can't have cinnamon. Cinnamon's not spicy. Like you say, jalapenos. It's a different kind of I got I'm just gonna tell you this. He can sit here and say all that, but. He can't eat. He can eat hot fries. Love hot. He fries. loves a bag of hot, hot fries. fries. It's like his weakness. So, all right. So, you guys are out for dinner, and you. He goes up to the bathroom. Are you sneaking in a pepper into his mashed no, potatoes? Or no, no, because then I will be the guy at <laughs> ER with him. I don't want to be at ER that night. It's happened before. Wow, it's that bad. He, he, yeah, he goes to ER. Man, I'm sorry to hear that. Hmm. That's uh. He's missing out on some of the best days in life. Whatever. Mm. Had it since I was fifteen. He probably eats enough spice for the two of you. He does. Sounds of Hot it. fry sales just shot through the roof, though. <laughs> I don't even handicaps, man. Go. So the difference between this bourbon and the Willard twelve-year-old, it's younger mm -hmm. and it's higher in proof. So you're you're looking at something that's also. Um, this used to be really available, but due, due to the demand, it's it's not as available. There's another extension that they're coming out with called Foolproof, mm -hmm. uh, which will be even like 13 points higher in proof. Okay, this is a little smokier. I think it's, I think it's the alcoholic taste. You can call it the peat. I don't care it's what you call This is just a little bit, I'm telling you right now, it's a little bit smokier to me Stronger. than this one. It definitely, so that, that smokiness that you're picking up is probably from that charred barrel. It's gotta be. And the longer, so this is gonna be in the range of between six and like nine years old. Okay. Um, this used to be, you know, so it's gonna be between six and nine years old. And after like eight years old, that stuff normally smooths out. So it could be like on the lower end for okay. the composite, so. Cause it's not strong. It's not a strong smoky, but I do. It's like a little back hint. Yeah. So is it like taste a. taste more alcohol. What's that? The alcohol content, you can feel it. I mean, you can. Yeah. It's definitely stronger. Do you feel like the caramel is gone a little yes. bit for you? Caramel is totally gone. Do you get any of the honey? I'm still, I'm still there a little bit. I mean, if you're asking me to pour another glass, I'm going here. Yeah, hundred percent all you day like, long. You love some of the sweeter. Stuff. And I, I'm just, it's just, it's That's not it. even that it's sweeter. I just want less smoky. That's my mm -hmm. thing. Well, 
They're both pretty damn good. Mm -hmm. I would definitely order both at the bar, either one. It's not enough smoky to make me not drink it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm in. You're I'm, in. You're I'm in, in for another round. So do you prefer not using a cube? Because a lot of people, like, sometimes I like it on a cube. Especially when, it comes, when it comes to drinking, uh, so there's two types of, well, there's several types of drinking I do. Uh, one is like an analytical tasting, mm -hmm. you know, so if I'm actually assessing it. And you can't have a cube. You know, I, I'm assessing it based on what's in the bottle. If I add right. ice to it, I'm then thereby like changing the flavor of sure. it. So yeah, I, I when I'm out with my boys, you know, I'll have some ice. Right. Sure. But uh, so this is uh, Wild this Turkey is Revival. Love this it. is like their. Uh, I just heard about this two weeks ago. The so Masters Keep Revival. Yeah. So this is their. This is a uh, product that they finish in uh, in, a, in a sherry barrel. And, and I'm a sherry fan. Yeah, so he is a once in a fan. while, I'm a sherry fan. And I think this is the perfect opportunity to tell you an announcement. We have an announcement today. Oh, we're going to make the announcement right now. We got to wait till we have a drink. Hold okay. on now. Hold yeah. Wait, wait. I, yeah, yeah. We have to have a drink. This, sounds, this sounds good. Another Is it yeah. another truck song? It's, it's, this oh, is, we definitely <laughs> have plenty of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we write another one of those, we might get in trouble. All right, well, let's uh, let's find out what this is. Oh, that smells fantastic. Mm -hmm. And so this is in an Oloroso sherry cask, which is different from what you'll see on the label, which is PXPX will be sweeter. If uh, I get a turkey in the morning, it's because we did this. It's okay. a new revival. I'll, and I'll give you the bottle so you can uh, celebrate with it. It's going to be in the morning. We'll just it. hit one on the way out in the car. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Can you, wow. 50 of them right We're not going to make right a cover now. of Cub Your Eyes <laughs> hitting a turkey with our car. In front of us. <laughs> but I can't tell. <laughs> These guys. Like a little bit yeah. of tar in it, but you know. They're, um, they were condoning killing turkeys with their trucks. Right, you know. Hey, if it jumps out in front of me, that's not, you know. It's a very different experience. Wow. It's a very different whiskey. It's wow. a smooth whiskey. Yeah. For and me, this is what I define as smooth. This is pretty smooth. There's not a lot of. There's not any bite on the front, mm -mm. middle, back. The after the back's got a little bit of not bite. Less. Yeah, this like is smooth. A black cherry or. So I would ask you to to look to see if uh, you can pick up any baking spices such as nutmeg. Or cinnamon, and those will often present themselves on the back of the palate. Mm -hmm. so give it another sip. Maybe it's the nutmeg that I'm tasting. Because that if this is this has got some nice baking spices to it. Not jalapeno. This we're okay. Yeah, no jalapeno on this one. Although you will taste jalapeno on some. I got the cinnamon. This is very nice. And this is actually the first time I have opened it, so it's my this first is time a tasting. Very this. very good bottle. I feel like like I'm probably gonna go buy one of these. Okay, so you should wherever the cameras are right now, they should probably zoom in on the bottle of wild turkey. <laughs> and when you open it, All right. I'm gonna have a sound for you. <laughs> you ready? Got it. Just wild get ready. Just zoom in on him, not even on me. No, no, no. You're gonna love this. Let me make sure I've got the right sound. We gotta be ready. Is it strong proof on that so one? So let's let's just try. I think. I think I know what I'm doing here. Let's go All for right. this. Just open that bottle. Here we go. Ready? Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. Guys. <laughs> That's fantastic. Did you hear that? That is something. <laughs> if they could do that, that's brilliant marketing. I'm so, not laughing. 
It's this awesome. is amazing. The real shit. Like I knew it was it was going to happen, and when you did it, I was like, huh? <laughs> a I moment, was still amazed. A moment never before seen on this show. <laughs> Quite this skills. is what happens when I get to drinking. I'm going to warn you. Now, now I, have to go to the, I have to go to the Opry tonight to see where, where everything continues oh, to it's go. Gonna be amazing. Now, I'm going to tell you this. I don't live very far from here. I live about, what, how skip and jump? Yeah, right over the river over here. So There's no river, but it's right there. <laughs> there's a river, I think, somewhere. <laughs> I think I crossed a creek. That's a creek. I crossed a creek. No so here's the deal. This is where you're going to find me. I need this whole set left right here. This is where I'm going to start coming to drink. Nice. Yeah, I don't need my wife to know nice. about it. I don't need her to know where this is. <laughs> so, don't GPS it. This is an airing, so we'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> don't so, tell her where it's located. So we, we are at the, uh, we're at the uh, H. Clark uh, Distillery. Uh, Heath Clark is, is a friend of mine. Oh, nice. And, um, and This place he, has been here for like 100 years. Well, the bar so they has. Say. Yeah, the bar. You know, the still has really not. Old. And and he's uh, he's a part of the community, and he um, he wanted to to bring a distillery to to town station, and you know you got this beautiful Portuguese still here. He specializes in some uh, what I would tell you are you know very different styles of American whiskey, and he's got a great gin. So if you like gin, and they do tours, so stop by. He likes gin. Did the tour, so gin makes me crazy. Yeah, gin. So I think that's a good song. Gin Gin makes me crazy. In a truck. Jay, uh, well, Jay, if I would. It wouldn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that one will do well right yet. Well, if you spell it J-E-N. <laughs> that is true. Then you're okay. Jen but, makes but me code, crazy. But code, yeah. I hear this on the radio. Jen makes me yeah. crazy. I know the truth. Right. That is Jen. And you're not getting paid <laughs> for that song. Don't get any crazy ideas over there. You might get a bell. Okay, it's time for our announcement. Yes. It's time for an announcement. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm excited about We've been about working this. hard on this, and uh, only, only bourbon and whiskey guys are in So we were trying to get in this exclusive club, yes. this exclusive, okay. exquisite bourbon club. Like basically and all the owners of... An amazing fraternity of bourbon drinkers. And the owners of Angel's Envy, and, but you probably know who it is now. Oh, and we were, we were trying hard to be in this, in this exclusive elite group, and... We were making some headway, but we weren't sure. And then we got the call that they needed a video explaining why we feel like we should be members of this exclusive, you know, group. And I'll let Chris, because Chris is more of a bourbon guy than me. I am. And, uh, but I am a bourbon guy, well, but I'm, this. I'm excited about there's this. There's the FBI. There's the CIA. There's B613 that no one knows about. And then there's the bourbon mafia. And we are officially members of the Bourbon Mafia. Oh, congratulations. Hey. Hey. That's actually big. It's a I big deal. It. Duke is a member. Mm -hmm. Yes. Duke worked hard to get on this there, and then we started hanging out with Wes. Have you been through initiation yet? Not yet. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I like them. Mm. Yeah. We have not been through it yet. Bring an extra set of clothes <laughs> when you meet up. I can't wait. <laughs> so in, in my world, Whiskey is, uh, it is starting to evolve into capturing the hearts and souls of, of, of musicians and it's becoming more mainstream. Mm -hmm. And you all are a part of a festival that I'm curating called yes. Hometown Rising. Cannot wait for that. That's it's going to be a Keith great, Urban. great festival. Keith Urban's a part of it. Yeah, he's small. 
<laughs> Hometown rising. Wait, right right there we are, right there. That's cool. right. Right See? there. Can we, can we talk about the font? Why did our font? That is not, I, you know, can I'm get, curious as that. Can I, we get online too, maybe? <laughs> How does that work? It could be right next to Luke Bryan. We'll talk no, about you, that I mean, after the, the, show. the festival you guys have. I mean, I'm very, yeah, we're very names. excited about that. This is can a great ad. Names? Can I just say this? I, I love this ad. I don't know too many festivals that have those names. September together. 14th and 15th, 2019, Highland Festival Grounds. Can we just Where read this? Can be? you just say Luke Bryan, Keith Urban, and Locash at the same time? Can we say Tim McGraw, Little Big Town, Dwight Yoakum? Can you add Locash in there just so it sounds, you know? I don't know what you're doing. It's kind of like in September. This, this but that's where you need to be. Wild Turkey just opened up. It just started opening up. And Might have been the attitude you were having toward Preston about saying Locash. It may it have been. Through, it came it through. may have been, but it really is. That's it's the thing about sipping whiskey is like your attitude and your feeling of something. It actually can change what you taste. I think if you've been watching this whole thing, <laughs> you're going to see me just get honest about a few things. Oh, boy. Here it. we go. Let's do it. Let's get, I'm, I'm Let's definitely get getting honest. Everyone here all right with That's that? It's going to take another glass or something. I like it. Which, by the way, I have four of these. And I just bought the, the big one. Have you seen the big ones in the store? Oh, the, the Magnums, they call yes. it? Yes. Oh, my God. I mean, I just bought a Weller's 12. And Angel's Envy gave us a special bottle. The cask. Oh, nice. Amazing. Yeah. He's sending two more, too, by the way. Thanks, really? Wes. Well, yeah. then I'll drink we'll, the other we'll, one tonight. So, Wes, Wes and I are, are pretty good friends. And, you know, his, his father was pretty special to yeah. me. Um, that's yeah. So, that, that's great that you all have that uh, connection. And you just had a baby. That's right. You did? Yeah. Let's drink some. I mean, more. I'm the, I'm oh, the wait, first what are we man drinking? to ever have a you see me. You see where I went. I was like, let's drink some more. Congratulations. So, where should we go? Fantastic. I, I would say, so this is my, this, this was my uh, uh, whiskey of the year last year. I wrote a big thing about this for Forbes. Let's go. But uh, it's Whiskey of the year? Wait, you Fitness? wrote for Forbes? I write for Forbes, yeah. Oh, come yeah. on, man. <laughs> we definitely can't afford to be in it, but you know. Well, I'm just a writer. I like that. I liked it. That was good, wasn't it? I liked it a lot. No, that's great that you... I, I have a feeling that Taylor's going to come over here and... That's uh, okay. Taylor will be fine. She can, she's going to drive us. Taylor's stuck in traffic. <laughs> Taylor's in Columbia Pike stuck Taylor's in traffic somewhere. Taylor's from Madison. I don't know Madison, she's So she would definitely be driving today. And our, our, our videographer doesn't drink either, but he does want to try... His first taste of bourbon. Today. You might want oh, to wow. edit out that burp. I just burped. You burped? A little bit. Yeah, it happened. So, but before we have this oh, shit, oh, guys. <laughs> I hope you got that. Please keep this. Please keep that footage. Please keep this footage. <laughs> Please keep this I footage. I don't think that's ever happened in your life. Has it happened yet? Ever. It's amazing. I love it. Oh, my God. You got it on your white pants. Hey. You know what I'm gonna do? You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go on the Opry tonight. Pour it on this side too. To and I'm gonna wear. Know. I'm gonna wear these jeans, these pants tonight on the Opry, and I'm gonna tell them that this is whiskey because we've this, been partying. You can see how this happened. Um, we've been partying, and you got to go to the link if you want to see. Or go to Amazon got my, Prime. <laughs> Let's just keep going. Okay. Let's go just ahead. keep doing this. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Unless there's any objections <laughs> from the floor. Whoa, I'm that's just kidding. It did not happen a second that's time. That's what he does. So, <laughs> he does. That's Preston. Guys, don't understand it. I'm a cheap date. I'm a lightweight. He I don't care. I admit it. He's not drunk yet, guys. You'll know. You'll know. That does not count. When my shirt gets heavy and I take it off, that's when. It's real awkward. I'm drunk. Real awkward. 
All right, so we have till his shirt comes off. It's half off now. He <laughs> will be gone. All right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the uh, I was getting to this point. Just <laughs> a little too early. Glass right here. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, if anybody's got glass in their cups, I'm That's not responsible weird. for this. This is true. In your neck, where it is. <laughs> I got a shard in my in my in my jugular. That's amazing. So bourbon is starting to like kind of catch on to the music scene yes. in, in in a big way. And uh, as someone who's like studied the bourbon, I've written several books on bourbon and everything. What is the feeling within the the country music artist scene like? Is it, does bourbon feel like it's a part of the scene? Is it still competing against Jack Daniels, you know, to kind of own the space? Is it get, competing against Crown Royal? But where does bourbon sit in the pantheon amongst the country music stars? I think stars? It's, it's growing for sure. I mean, you're, you're, you're dealing with um, a lot of the songwriters that really get intricate in songwriting and thinking about it. And that's what this bourbon's about, you know what I mean? Getting into it and finding the, the ingredients, the right stuff. There's, it's a very similar process. And I think that's what people are starting to realize with bourbon. I think it's coming to life and I think people are really starting to get into it. I think one thing that when we're out on the road um, and we're with some of these. <laughs> well, I broke some glass, guys. I can't help. Chris is excited about it. I'm holding my I'm holding my glass. Talk about it anymore. Just hey, let me talk. I'm holding my glass with two hands now, just in case. I can um, probably get you a sippy cup if you like. I, yeah, let's do that. That's what he needs. Let's do that. Put a nipple on that. We're good. Um, so I, I feel like when we're out on the road, we will order high end shit. You know what I mean? And I don't mean shit in a bad way, like in a good way. No. Yeah, shit's good. Shit's yeah. a good thing now. Pappies. Yeah. We will order high-end shit. But some of the artists we're with will be like, dude, I've never drank anything like this before. Yeah. I've, I've only had like, you know, like whatever. I won't put anybody Which down. Is, I think. But like I'll, I've had this or I've had that, but I've never had anything that tastes like this. And I think that's the difference when Chris and I are like, you know, you know, sharing those moments with folks and willing to spend the money to – to really dive into the depth of one of these wells, then it's like, you know, these barrels come to life. Yeah, we introduced the uh, the Weller's 12 to a lot of people. And, so and you guys are out there spreading the bourbon gospel. 100%. Well, that's one of the things we like to do, and that's one of the things we said to the bourbon mafia. We want to be involved because we're out here on the road. We're we're reaching people. and There are we guys can, out there that will just have just drank Jack Daniels, and that's what all they know. You know what I mean? I'm like, well, man, you know, not, not, not saying anything bad about Jack. You know, I, I have a bottle of Sinatra Select. I love it, you know. but And it comes with a book. That's amazing. This is true. Listen, Jack Daniels has a lot of really good whiskeys. Fantastic whiskeys. A lot of really good whiskeys. Right. But and the it, presentation alone of the yeah. Sinatra? Are you kidding me? But delivering a Weller's 12, you know, the Pappy's 10. We took um, Olivia Coppola out for dinner in L.A., and we all had Pappy's 10. Then you know they've never experienced something like that. The did you just drop a name? I did. The just like I dropped my glass. Totally, except it's still left over. But you it, you totally get that experience of a Pappy's Ten. Some people that have never had it, or a, you know, is it my favorite? Not like the twelve year, which is the Weller's twelve. You know, it's it it's that year. It's that perfect Black Maple Hill. We we opened it up. Our first one was a two thousand ten. We opened up. Duke gave it to me. The first bottle ever of for me and i fell in love with it because we love wine we love wine and, and the closest comparison to that was bourbon 
and now I've gone to more of a bourbon side. And I'm gonna tell you, I'm a Guinness guy. I'm a Guinness beer guy, okay? Mm-hmm. They've got a new Guinness that was uh, in, in bourbon barrels. There's bourbon in it, actually. Amazing. <clears throat> you know what you should do? You should pair a bourbon to the Guinness, like taste them side by side. It's a great idea. And then you drop both glasses, yeah. and it'll be... Then roll around. <laughs> I like that idea. <laughs> Play Twister. Cheers. I'm in. I'm in on that idea. I'm scared to cheers you. <laughs> I pride myself in being one of the hardest cheers. He, he does. In America. Oh, it's pretty bad. As long as I, you look at him in the eye. No, no, no. I come in hard. I sure. want to break your glass when I cheers you because I want to feel it. I want to hear it. I want to break your glass. Well, let's hope we don't break the glass. I don't want to break your glass, but I want to take it to the. I want to. When there's a good cheer, she gets excited. Preston, do you like violence? He's a very violent guy. I'm usually the violent guy. What are you doing? Chris is tougher than me. Not violent, but I'll shoot the dirt. So, this this whiskey uh, won my American Whiskey of the Year last year that I was mentioning, and I did a write up for Forbes in it, and it was. Can we just talk about how he can. He can. Right for Forbes? No, I mean that as well. But here's to you in the fact that you can honor someone's whiskey as whiskey of the year. As whiskey of the world, probably, this if you wanted to. Craft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how you get the scarf in your shirt. You I, can't I can't wear a scarf in my that. shirt. You get that drop by it, being yeah. able to tell the world it's whiskey of the year. Here's to you. That is. Cheers. Oh, he came in. He did it. Did you see that? that? Mike. He came in hard, guys. I'm, he came in I'm ready to cheer. Hey, I'm with you. Come on. That's what I'm talking about. Stay here with you guys. This is amazing. <laughs> this is great TV, but I'm trying to stay with you. This is amazing. No one's trying to stay anywhere. Let's just party. I'm here because I'm, I'm getting lost in this bottle right here. It's a great I, whiskey. I love. It's actually, it's actually a blend. It's a blend of Tennessee, Kentucky, and Indiana. There you go. That's from Indiana. Yeah. I'm from Indiana. Indiana. I know. I'm so excited. And every time. This is very excited about this. Hey, there's, this is the truth. Every time we talk about Indiana and whiskey or bourbon, there's good things to say. You know it. The rye. The rye. Right. There's the a, rye lot of great, a lot of great bourbons made in Indiana, too. Round of applause for Indiana just for me because I'm from Indiana. Well, in, in in Kentucky, we feel very close to Indiana because, like, because you are because so connected, <laughs> literally by land <laughs> and by a border. The the southern Indiana in in Louisville is called Kentuckyana, and so we have we like, share a town that we decided to name both. Yeah, it's, I don't have anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> from Baltimore. Listen, I watch The Wire. I know what you have in Baltimore. That is exactly what we have in Baltimore. Yeah. What's what's Cheers. up with your what's up with your mayor making uh, people a, buy their I children's books? Rather, here we go. I love it. You're diving that. right in. <laughs> I am Answer not that a fan question. of the mayor at all. All right, I am a, fr- a fan of the governor for sure. Mayor should go. But I start a good chance. Mayor should go. But I will say this: <laughs> Sagamore is up there. From uh, you know what Sagamore is? Yeah, I I do, but rye. did you know that's actually Indiana rye? Yes. Can we get some more this, Indiana yeah. love? It's happening. Put their guys in. You got to give them time. But here's the thing about that Sagamore. While they do have oh, some nice spirit, they've been they've been a little bit to me kind of curtailing too far on the marketing side of 
of saying what they are, which they're not. They're saying, like, well, we use local water to proof it down. They don't need to do that. The whiskey's really good. They're finishing it yeah. in other barrels. They did and actually, the cab barrels. That it just, really it just won best, uh, best rye in uh, San Francisco. Yeah. And the rye comes from the Indiana. It comes from the Indiana. I'm telling story. you. So now. that's For how now. we're connected. Right. No, just accept it. Baltimore, you are Baltimore, Indiana. You are Baltimore, Indiana. <laughs> Baltimore, Anna. Baltimore, Anna. Hey, Baltimore, that's how Anna. we're connected. Baltimore. Let it happen. Baltiana. No Go one's there. trying to steal no shine from anybody. Just like you did our cult. We're just going to share it. It's cool. He's, he claims I stole the Colts. My family does. Like I drove the Mayflower truck. Did. I didn't do it. This is one of my favorites. I will go buy a bottle of that right there. Well, should we should we have a little uh, wink? One more, all right. Two more. Yeah. Two more. One yeah. more. All right. Taylor's driving now. We're good. So I'm. I'm, I'm I have to sing. <laughs> I have to sing all the words of the Grand Ole Opry tonight. That's no big no, deal. I got, I got it. I got the chorus. You're all right. Perfect. So I, I, you better be singing harmony you, you bring, on all the you verses too. You bring up too. something interesting. I've I've always wanted to ask. Um, the musicians that I never have, and I spend a lot of time with musicians, Millie Vanilli. How did they lip sync all of their songs it. and get away with it? I think they're amazing. <laughs> I, don't I mean, how could you lip sync all your songs and we were get just away talking with about this? Were we talking I've about never this? Never even thought about it. How they got away with it? I think just America was wanting something new at that time, maybe. I, I am blind and oblivious. Preston's are you going to blame it on the rain? I'm going to blame it on the rain, guys. <laughs> blame it on the rain. I'm telling you, I don't know how they or did blame it. Blame it on the bourbon. But I do know that I was working at this place and this um, it's just some little candy store or something back in the day, and there was a girl working with me who loved Millie Vanilli, and the word had gotten out that the Millie Vanilli record had skipped. During a show. <laughs> right? So I'm working and I'm like, hey, did you hear that your guys, the record skipped and they just ran off stage like scared. Like they didn't know what to do because they were lip syncing. She didn't want to believe it. To this day, I don't think she believes it. There's people Because she loved Millie Vanilli so much. It, it was so passionate. They, were, they had great hair. Good they had movies. great hair. Yeah. Great hair and and you dance know dance moves. They had all their of dance it, moves right? were not that good, but it was, it was all right. Whatever you know. I mean, for the time though, they were pretty yeah, good. For the time, it was great. I mean, well, that was MC Hammer Pants time. Yeah. So I mean, the bar was pretty low. Dreads and I MC Hammer Pants. What are you going to get when you mix Dreads with MC Hammer Pants? Millie You're going to get Millie Vanilli. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> and, and, well, let's talk about the 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 country and western shirts of that time. Country and Western. You know, you'd have the big flower coming off and all yep. the snappies and all that. Country fashion has uh, changed a little bit since then. It's kind of become, become a little modern. modern I, might, I might actually go maybe, back to that. Maybe a little comfortable. Maybe a little comfortable. You know, I think, you know, we're moving a lot more on stage. We're not just standing there anymore. So comfort is nothing. You. Nothing against just standing there. No. But, but like, I mean... And those Wranglers back in the day, they were cinched up pretty tight. Yeah, they're pretty tight. But now they're now we got tight jeans again. Tight I jeans mean, are back now. Luke Bryan got yeah, he's brought the tight jeans back. Tight jeans. It's okay. Wrangler now makes overseas. They make stuff like that too. I mean, there's a bunch of people making that. Levi's is making it. Stetson's making tight jeans. They're all 
Are we going to see more feathers? You want to feather. talk about my feathers? Let's talk about the feathers. Can I get up? Am I, oh, here it comes. Here it comes from the back. Look at that. Who's Let me talk guy? about my feathers. This guy raised over here. I didn't even so, know there's somebody back there. This is, my, this is my hat. Um, I wear this all the time. But this is my feather. And I shoot this turkey every year. Not the same turkey, but what I do is... <laughs> I mean, it's he a tough turkey. Him and shoots hey, every year. I wink when I said it. I like it. <laughs> hey, so what I do is every year is I take this feather out. And then during turkey there. season, I put a new feather in. Um, it's important to me that that feather lives with me, that that turkey lives with me throughout the next year. That's, so that's so what you, I do. You, so it, it's a... It's an homage to the to the homage to the turkey. So the so the turkey right before right before I pull that trigger and people are gonna hate on me for pulling the trigger. Right before I pull the trigger, I say, hold on. Why why did you say people are gonna hate hate you for that? Well, because people people get upset because you're eating it. It doesn't matter. That's right, turkey jerky. And look in the new Cubby Rise magazine for the new low cash turkey jerky without the pellet recipe. He's willing it forward. He really is. So this is this. a wilderness trail. This is an interesting bottle to me. This I would, is I would uh, look at this bottle in the store because of the bottle. It sings to you. It does sing. To this you. was actually this this brand was created by a couple of musicians in a different genre in uh, in heavy metal, and they went over and uh, you know one became like a scientist in uh, in fermentation, and the other you know has a has a heritage in, in distilling, and they did, wanted to make a distillery, and so they created wilderness trail. In uh, in Danville, Kentucky, which is where the uh, Kentucky Barbecue Festival is, and uh, this is uh, they're one of the more exciting uh, new distillers like coming into town right now. Do you know the heavy metal band? Uh, it was n- the they weren't they they didn't make it okay yeah but they 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 played and had fun but um, it's a different smell yeah this is gonna be corn forward definitely you're corn. gonna get some wood I mean. Fellas, you've been tasting like elite whiskeys here, yeah. so now you're getting into more of like the uh, uh, younger style. So this is this is less than you know four years old. Yeah, I think the, no, it is four years old. It's bottled and bond, so it's four years old. Oh wow, a lot of corn. What happened to you? All of a, a sudden, of corn. Out, oh wow, this is a lot of came corn. over you. Taste it. There's like a lot of corn. Mm-hmm. A little bit of cornbread though. It's not. It's just, very it's, cornbreadish. It's not. It's not just like. He's gonna out. like it. He's gonna like this one. It's not a corn. I feel like I just have my mama's cornbread. <laughs> you really do in this one. It's different. Nice. And you can see how much lighter it is too. That that's a really good tasting though. My mama's cornbread. My mama's cornbread. You know right that here in a glass. You know that note, and everything you've tasted in your life. Is it a bottle of bourbon? Now if I can just get my mama's sweet potatoes in a glass, I'm good. And absolutely, it is lighter in color, mm-hmm. but it but you'll notice, you know, it's because you know press and bourbon cannot be cannot have coloring added to it, can have flavoring added really? to it. So like uh, the the color comes from the barrel, that new charred oak barrel, and so every single day that it's, it's interacting with the wood going in and out. And um, so that's four years old. Look, it's looking really good at that age. But like ta- taste-wise, they're right where they need to be. Mm-hmm. Different right. stuff. Very different. 
So now we have we have one more. Yes, I'm we have one more this. whiskey to taste, and that's the house whiskey that's that's hosting us yeah, right now. Okay. Uh, but let's 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 keep this conversation going. Okay. So it's a good conversation. What'd we, you name your kid? That's a good my one. my my latest son is named Julian Joseph. Nice. Julian Julian Joseph. Julian Joseph. I like that. What's your child's name? Legend. My latest. It's legend. Love and legend. It's beautiful. I have a little girl named Love and a little boy named Legend. Are they like your kids too? I have three. I have three kids and they're basically, I mean, it's a family. We have five kids is what we tell We have a basketball team between the yeah. two of us. It's crazy. So who's the center? Caden. <laughs> is definitely the center. <laughs> He's, so, He's, He's the eight. tallest. So I got Caden, Remy, and Violet. So when did, you, when did you move to Nashville? I moved a long time ago, right before 2000. I was young. Wow. Yeah. I got out as soon as I got out of high school. And uh, my, mom, my parents got divorced, and my dad was moving on. My mom moved on. I was like, I'm moving on. I'm moving to Tennessee. And uh, was Chris was here before me. When did so, you move here? Uh, 02. Okay. 02. I met Chris within like a week, and uh, the rest is history. What was the, what was the lowest point? For for low cash or low cash cowboys. Yeah. Let me preface this. Two thousand eleven. Yes. Go. Hundred percent. Two thousand eleven, roughest year. And uh, this is definitely gonna take a drink for me to talk about this. Okay. I will say that. You want you want let's, something let's you know? Or, um, you want to go the new one? Because I we'll think, wait for the new one unless you're ready for that one. Well, you tell me what you let's want for here. Well, that one's great. Well, okay. You it's sure you want good. something good to help you here? You yeah. want something that's a little more harsh? I think I'll do good. All right. I got to stay kind of this. This sober. is this is a moment, right? All right. So 2011, and uh, I lost my dad January 15th of 2011. Who was my like the guy I called every day, or he called me every day at 5 a 5 p.m. <clears throat> and uh, we hit it, hit that, and that hit us. My aunt died two weeks later. Our fiddle player died. Seemed unreal, like. <clears throat> Just it just knocking down. Lost our record deal. The guy that was funneling the money was embezzling it. Mm. <clears throat> Went to federal prison. We had a top 30 song. Low Cash was about to explode. And everything just went boom, 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 downhill. It was November. Oh, I lost my house. I lost my car. See, a lot of people don't understand what kind of preferences quickly that when you do radio shows, our, our label Shroud of Various, which is a great label, it's not their fault, just the embezzling part of the money part was, they had no idea either. So we had about 50 to 60 radio shows left to do on the books when our label folded. Already down negative because the people we lost, just depressed. So we said, Stroud, James Stroud called us, great producer, amazing person. Calls us and says, hey guys, I'm gonna call every radio station and tell them, Obviously, the label's folded. These boys don't hold this against them. They can't do it because they pay for that. The, the, you know, the labels pay for that for us to get out there. And uh, we called them back. I was just sitting on the back of the bus that was it in October or yeah. something like that. And we looked at each other and we're like, if we do this, we're going to ruin our career. If we tell these stations we're not going to do this, we're never going to be able to go see them again. So we took... Every little bit of money we made, I lost my house, lost my car, 
he lived in a car. I lived in a, a 400 a month apartment, if that, because um, I had a little boy, so I had to do something. And uh, we took all that money and tried to do 50 to 60 radio shows. What we ended up doing. And that what that is the reason we still have a career. I promise to this day we say that. And anybody else in their right mind probably would have said no because they're not willing to lose everything, especially with a child. So we sat around late 2011, November, December, and I uh, put in a call to Orlando Police Department to be a police officer because I got to look out. You know, we did all the shows for radio. We got that done. I was like, Preston, we're still going to do this, but somehow I got to commute because I have to make money. And I got a call from the police department on November 22nd or 23rd and saying that I got invited down to the police academy. And I looked at my wife and I was like, maybe I really don't want to do this, but this is my second, what I wanted to do. And Keith Urban called two hours later. Wow. Crazy, right? Wow. Kept everything going. And then from there. You know, I, I am a, I'm a veteran. And when you. you, when you are in a moment of shit, you bond yeah. with one yeah. another. Preston, was that the moment where you really felt bonded to Chris? Yeah, I mean, the whole year of 2011 got so dark and so tough. And so just the hits just kept coming. And it felt like there was no light at the end of the tunnel. And then when Urban finally called and said that he was making, you know, you're going to fly a single it was just like this burden was lifted off of our chest. Like, like we had been validated finally. Like maybe we were right all along when everyone else around us maybe didn't believe. And, uh, and that's the moment when you knew. I mean, Urban, he's an icon. Number one. He's not just an artist. About. He's an icon right. in music. Not just country, but all genres. And, uh, and then the song Source is number one. By February, like late February, it goes number one for two week number one. And uh, I, I think that was the moment that it was like, yes, we weren't wrong. We were right. You remember after that went number one, Jeffrey Steele, who was our mentor, he said, now you got yourself a number one song. You're about to make some money. <laughs> You're not going to live the rest of your life on it, but you're going to make some money. You can quit now. Take that, keep doing what you're doing, or grab that money and reinvest it in low cash and try it all over again. It was like this long note. It was on my car under my windshield wiper. And I walked out from the number one party and it was right there. And it said, you've had bus fires. You've had you know, family members die. You've lost everything. And now you, and it was like this, you know, just this like hit list of all of the things that we had been through. And then you get to the last line and it says, and now you have a number one song. Do you cash this in and walk away and say, we were right. It was a success all along. Or do you reinvest for round two? And that's a moment, boy. It was a great moment. That's a moment. We look at each other and we're like, what do we do? I don't think it was a question. And There's boom. no splitting you up now. No. There's no, there ain't nothing no Nothing's come between you two now. Right. 
There was no splitting us up before that, but moments like that just put the nail in, you know, and you're like, here we go. So now, so that was round two. You just have, you have a new album out. You had a new single up, come out today. Mm-hmm. Where are we at now? Are we round five, round six? Feeling good. Yeah, feeling good. <clears throat> One big country song. The whole wide world is. In shape. So, very in shape. <laughs> sort of in Australia. Don't let this fool you, but no, Australia, number one in Australia, Australia right? That's yeah, crazy. Australia. We're big down under. That we are. That we are. <laughs> Might have been drinking, but I can remember that. You know what's funny is that uh, Australia is a huge bourbon market. Really? They drink a lot of bourbon down there. Good to know. Yeah. So maybe you don't know, but you have some subliminal messaging going on, you know, picking up the, the bourbon drivers. It's good to know. So let's get on to uh, the, the taste of our host today. Okay. And that's H. Clark Distillery. Let's do it. We have another H. glass. Clark. We should have one more glass around there somewhere. <coughs> that Weller 12, boy. They did something right with that. Now, does everybody know that's like the 12, the whole, is it true? What's that? That the this, Pappy Van Winkle. So, yes, Weller and Pappy are the same recipe. Mm-hmm. We're good, Jessica. I, got, I just poured out his glass. So, Weller and Pappy are the same recipe, um, but they are, they are um, you know, different in terms of like how they, you know, when they choose the barrels and everything, but it's, a, it's the same recipe. And Fred, you ain't messing around. You got books and magazines. Yeah. You know, I've written seven books. I have a magazine. I got a podcast. I got a TV show, and I'm, and I'm now a partner in a, in a TV network. So tell me about, it's we were talking fun. to the people, there was a couple of Japanese whiskeys, which are very scotchy to me. Yeah, that's their intent. But kept whiskey, American whiskey alive for a while. Oh, yeah, actually, that was my research that came through with that. Uh, you know, the- I was talking to the Jap- some of the Japanese people that, that made it. I, I have an entire chapter on that. Like people forget like how important the Japanese were to yeah, American whiskey. huge, a huge. When uh, you know Blanton's and the small batch collection from Jim Beam, they were all created to capture the Japanese market. Really? Because that was the only consumer base in the world that was uh, drinking bourbon at a double-digit rate. Wow! You know, every, year after year in the 1980s and 1990s, and then the Japanese market crashed in the in the mid 1990s, and the distillers were kind of left flat-footed. Like, what do they do? You know, how do they how do they rebound? Right. What do they do? And so they had to focus on domestic markets. Hmm. And one company called United Distillers, now Diageo, mm-hmm. decided to sell their brands. Yeah. And that would lead to the likes of Jefferson's and Michter's and, and, and Van that. Winkle to be able to come in and grab a bunch of those premium barrels. I it. will say we love some Jefferson's Ocean. Jefferson's Ocean is a unique product, that's it's for fantastic. sure. It's cool. All, you know, Trey Zoller, the uh, the founder of that's also a country. Don't man. you text yeah, with him? Yeah, Trey. I text every now. We texted like once or twice. I didn't want to bug him. Yeah, he, he's a good guy. You should ask him about the time he wanted to feed me to sharks. Oh, nice. Yeah. Sounds like I really need to meet this guy. Well, no, I gave him a bad review. <laughs> and then we were having sharks. Oh, no. Yeah, well, yeah. What was the bad review on? Which one? It, I don't remember. Was it I gave him a French cab. I gave, I gave him a review he didn't like. And... And uh, we were just having some fun. I said, you know, I'd really like to come out to, uh, you know, with you on one of these ocean liners. Right. To, <laughs> He's, to like, see what it's yeah, like. He's like, yeah. He's like, yeah. We'll go. Ha- we'll go. You'll go swimming with the sharks. With the uh, with that's the amazing. <laughs> have you had their Pritchard? So Hill? we have a uh, little fun. Jefferson Pritchard Hill. Uh, yes. That was really decent. That's a great. 
Pretty good. That one, I, I don't recall where I put that one, but I've had most of the products. They're not gonna read trade. the review, so I know. Dude, I'm telling I you. I know, this is crazy. After well, dude this, warned we'll, us about you, so. He did. Yeah, uh, in a good way. Good yeah. He didn't warn you yeah. about it. <laughs> but Duke's a good man. He is great. Really He's a good man. He He's makes great. it low cash. For I will say in Tennessee, we did do a show at Dickel. We had the, the Dickel whiskey. Okay. <clears throat> you know, I'm not the fan of the 12, and I know this, I've talked to him, you know. Stiagio, they're all owned by there, and but I had their fourteen year. Yeah, it's amazing. It's really good. It is so their seventeen good. year olds delightful. And it was actually, a seventeen. It was the seventeen year. I think that's what it was. They they did they did have a fourteen year single barrel too. So they okay. I yeah, think so it was the seventeen. It was their oldest one they have. This had. actually has a little dick limit. The Tennessee really? Distillery is uh, probably is why I like that one a lot because the, it was the seventeen because the little bottles. It's got a little dickle in it. <laughs> we got in trouble for saying I that. Can't I can't help but laugh crazy. every time how, I say how that. that. How can you get in trouble for <laughs> well, saying that? Now they're using it. Now they're using Everybody it. gets yeah. upset with me when I say this is a little dickle in it, and then I giggle. Come on. Well, that's we said it on stage. We're like, you got to put a little dickle in it. It's the name of the brand. What are you going to do? I would, I would run with it. I would. I would totally run with that. But they're shy. So this is, uh, <laughs> but they're shy. Yeah, you know, they don't want to own the fact. I just like how you say it, how it is. It's want to own the dickle. Take two letters off and you got yeah. a dick. Right. You know, scary. Uh, God's honest truth. <laughs> There's so many moments where when you say things, I look right at the camera serious. There's got to be a sound effect like. <laughs> so, so this is, uh, this is made here, where we're sitting now, from that still right there. From Portuguese chef. Portuguese yep. still. And, and you got to think about what, you know, wow. these distillers, these young distillers, that, you know, they, they put everything they can into these facilities to get people to like it. And it is a, it's a hard road to hoe because the, it's not like craft beer where the craft distillers have a leg up right. in quality. Usually the craft guys have about 20 years to catch up to someone like this. Sure. You know, and this is expensive. These None of my neighbors are going to believe I got drunk in here. I'm going to well, drive by this here. Is really good. There's great restaurants right here in this area, and I'm going to be coming to a restaurant. Have I'm you had be this like, before? This is my first time having their small batch. This is it right here. You're going to love this one. Right right off the top, I'm going to tell you, it doesn't have any defects. So sure. when I'm nosing it, when I'm nosing uh, anything for the first time, I'm making sure it doesn't have like uh, armpitty smells. I, hate I would not drink anything that has an armpit <laughs> like smell. That. I'm going to tell you right now, I'll be a worst critic ever because if it smells like an armpit, I'm out. I'm out. Bye. You got an armpitty smell. But I, I could see the Bad dissolute will come off like Who armpit? puts a Y on armpit? Armpitty. Mm. And the taste is very, uh, very nice. It is there very it is. nice. It's coming it's in right now. No it's, armpitty it's, smell. Comes it's in very actually nice. got some sweetness to it. You def it's definitely grain for it, but it's got a lot of sweetness to it. There's a caramel there's, kind of thing in this But one. there's no flaws in it. And right. the thing about thing about whiskey. it's flawless? Well, what I mean by flaws, I mean like like sweaty armpits, like alcohol uh, alcohol creation flaws. Like there, are, they, there's when you something like this, they have they have heads, hearts, and tails. And the sweet spot for the distillate is the heart. Okay. The heads and the tails they separate and they'll redistill it, or some people will sell it off to ethanol plants. Right. And and the the more of the heads you get in there. The more of kind of like a, uh, 
butane lighter, more of an armpit, some of those kinds of notes you'll get in there. On more of the tails you get in there, more of like a drywall, kind of a wet paper, uh, some of that kind of stuff that you get in there. So, so it takes like real skill to separate that bottle, and a lot of those smaller distillers do not have that. This so, doesn't have this So this, this has nothing but positive notes going for it. So I'm gonna call excited. this man the scarf. <laughs> when the scarf How are you walks not in, in the Hey, you uh, don't know that he's you not. Want to be in it? Yeah, I, I've been. Or you're not uh, allowed to be in. Well, no, I've been invited to a lot of those things. I just, I just don't join them. The scarf. But I get to join because we're in. But I, now, now it's this is now, a trio. Now it's mandatory. This is mandatory. Now I. Are you now that we're members, we have to. We do can it. both put in our letters. For now, it. now, uh, now it must happen. But I'm sure so, all the guys are going to do it too. But you have. Well, I, you know, I do. You know, not everybody likes me in that world because okay. I say something's good. Not everybody likes anybody totally. anywhere. That's right. Totally. I it's mean, we call today's all world on the their own distilleries about other bourbons and say, "Help us with this one, this one." They'll they'll tell us. That's how we met Old Medley. This is really good. It is really good. I yeah. do like this one. I knew you would. This, this is, is made insane. right down the street from you. So Remembering you the words it? of the Grand Ole Opry tonight, not so good. I'm not going to do that. Hold on. Right. Earlier, earlier, earlier he said he wouldn't have a problem. Remember right. that? Yeah. That's my brother. I'll be ready. <laughs> when, it, you know when it's showtime, I'll be ready. He when it's showtime, I'll be I ready. Hear you. We have been a lot worse, I promise. Yes. Well, you know, gentlemen. And we have Taylor driving, so we're fine. That is true. Taylor is driving. Yes. And Jessica's driving me, so I'm good. There you go. Thanks, yeah. Jess. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. Can we take one of these barrels with us? <laughs> She's uh, back there going like this, like no. Okay, so tell me about Tennessee bourbon right here. Mm -hmm. Is made right. This right is made, there. It was made right there. A small batch, and then aged up there. They actually aged their whiskey right above us. There's like a. Um, a so spoon. where do you buy that? Because I, I love it. You you're getting a bottle to take home. Probably right here. Ah, yeah. How do I go get that on a plane? I'll just. Tell when you, you need one, let me know. I'll just drive up here and get you one. Yeah, they Thanks, sell. Buddy. They sell. Right around the corner. They, they also sell them in the. Uh, you know, liquor stores around town. I can put it in my suitcase. I'll put, I have a, a wine thing I can put it in. And after we get our turkeys, we're going to be on Covey Rise. <laughs> Did oh, you wow. hear that? That was the Covey Rise. Ding. Thing. Boom. That was the cover story right you there. You got to hear, guys. Probably should turn my phone off. Well, it's, it's a blessing it didn't ring the whole time. Or did you have it on vibrate for a reason? Hey, um, look that's what the, happens when you open that and pour that. Don't forget me. Come on. Hey, um, do you mind if our, our videographer is going to have his first taste of bourbon here? I'd love that. Hey, yeah. can you open He's that wild turkey a, for him? He's good. No, he needs a Weller. He doesn't need I just turkey. wondered if you could open He's, the wild turkey one more time. Give me maybe. the Weller 12. I got one. There you go. This is Thaddeus. He runs our video. And, and I'm going to open the wild turkey. This is one of the smoothest bourbons. Cheers. 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 Don't have any more. Oh, it's a little late, guy. That's <laughs> <laughs> all he's trying to do is make the sound of the turkey. It's a little late. So, I, you sippy sip this one. You all right? You all right, buddy? He's living in Miami. I wish, so. I wish you would have let me coach you through it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, let him coach. Around. Yeah, Sorry, right. Coach all right, this is this is a little bit like making love. Come on over. Oh, here. Come, on over here. come on now. He's about to get sexy with Sister. it. Daddy knows how to get sexy. Trust me, we've been on the road with him. We see where he goes. Right. So from a, from a first-timer's perspective, it starts with analyzing the color. When it goes into the barrel, it's as clear as the water from your tap. 
So every day it's going in and out of that wood, just penetrating that wood. And sometimes it leaks out a little bit. It happens. He said penetrating and leaking. <laughs> that, that. She's in key words here, guys. I mean, that's the best one right here. I'm not. You do what you, you do what you want. I could do half and half. I'm basically a critic now. So okay. let's do the let's do the wild turkey. I don't feel right. Wait. Oh, do it. I didn't hear it, man. Where's your phone? Well, you have to wait for me to do it. <laughs> no, I don't worry about it. It's all right. Okay. It's all good. You're going with the strong one, huh? Why did you I actually like Chris, that why did you drink it all when we're supposed to do like a You didn't a give me enough. Oh, well, that's fair. That is fair. I'm gonna, I want to do the Tennessee bourbon, actually. I'm gonna, wow. I, dude, I'm very impressed with that. Wow. There very you impressed. go. Made right here, Chris, in the Portuguese still. I mean, that's that's right now second to that Weller 12. Maybe tied. Wow. Yeah. So, gentlemen, you know... When I hear you all speak about your careers and the struggles you had in 2011, the loss you had, and where you are now, I feel like you're examples of like perseverance. Yes, sir. Yes, and sir. believing in yourself. And at the end of the day, when we celebrate life, oneself, we bring up a good bourbon. Amen. So I'd like to toast to your careers Thank and you. everything you all have done and everything you've accomplished with a little bit of whiskey. Hey, I like that. that. Cheers. Come on. Cheers. We're in. And he comes in clanging. Mm. That's good. Is that good? Mm -hmm. I'm going to get a bottle of that. That's my wild turkey. I need good to luck right there. right there. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to shoot a new turkey feather right here. <laughs> Man, that is that is a delicious bourbon. I did not know Tennessee could make something like that. It's fantastic. Wow. That's gonna make Heath very happy. You know, be. that's great. I'm gonna tell you right now, Heath. Good job, buddy. He's a lot like us. Yeah, he is. That he's trying to. He's he's fighting. You know, right. He's out there trying to get someone interested in his. That's what you have to do so maybe every day. Help, maybe we help him fight. You know, you'd like him. Yeah, I'll put. Some I'm telling you, I live a mile down the road. I'm gonna come up here. I'm gonna have love it. This is where we're gonna hang out from now on. I was very impressed with the barrel. Turkey was very, very was different. Very different. Maybe we can get this a low cash barrel up here. We definitely. How about we? How about the three of us come in? Why don't we start our own? Do, do like a low cash. We pick the best of the best. Low cash line out of here. Right. I like it. Have, we just have some fun. Done. I right like down it. the road from you. Yeah. I think we do it. Let's do it. Do we use black barrels? Oh, they're trash cans. Never mind. So we'll do a. <laughs> <laughs> that was a little bourbon joke. Sorry. He knows his stuff, man. He really know, knew. Man. He knows. <laughs> so you're like hidden in like one of these like Facebook groups is like some random. Uh, 100%. Guy. I love that. All you see is like, I love that. All oh, that one sucks. I love that. Ooh, that's great. So no, follow man. us to the Grand Ole Opry yes. tonight. We see love what our happens. bourbon, guys. We really do. Unfortunately, yeah. it's not live, so that won't help. That's yeah, all right. Yeah, it's okay. But I will say this. You guys are, you're in that next phase. Thank you. Like. It feels it. We're going to be talking about you like we talk about a little big town. Ah, uh, thanks, man. Keith Urban. Because we're in a bourbon mafia. No, just because. <laughs> just kidding. Because you have it. 
Thanks. That means a lot to hear you say that, man. You have it. Like, you guys are there. And you're ready. I mean, at Hometown Rising, we're so excited to have you. Oh, we're excited. And, like, uh, I I can't tell you, like, of all the bands on there that I wanted to talk to, I want to talk to you guys. Thanks, man. I promise you we're Well, from the man who dubs Whiskey of the Year. And writes on four. I'll take that. Come on. That's amazing. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks, man. Appreciate it. This has been fun. How about Preston dropping that glass and just shattering it everywhere? I remember that very well. It it shattered, and, you know, we had to pick it up. I couldn't stop laughing. My gut hurt so badly. Uh, We were laughing so hard. But, you know, that happens sometimes. You know, (laughs) you have a little too much of the Glencairn just whoop. Drops on out of there, you know. So you gotta, you gotta be careful when you are doing the uh, tasting, and you've had a little too much, if you know what I'm saying. But yeah, uh, big, uh, big shout out to uh, to Low Cash, and thanks to, uh, for their patience as as I've kind of had that interview in the vault, uh, as I do many others. But um, yeah, so that was originally supposed to be for uh, for Bourbon Plus. Um, Amazon Prime series. Now we did do a feature on low cash on in Bourbon Plus. So if you if you are not a subscriber to Bourbon Plus, make sure you go to bourbonplus.com. Great, great magazine. While I am no longer the editor in chief, I definitely, definitely support my good friend Carla Carlton and what she's doing there. Uh, but anyway, so now to the bourbon mailbag. Okay, that's probably um, probably some bad, bad music there. Okay, so we got a question in here from uh, Vincent Kasek. Kasek I'm, I'm just going to say Vincent. I apologize, Vincent, for butchering your name, but uh, it's going to happen. I visited 76 distilleries and counting all over the world and have learned that the correlation between price and quality is weak at best. I will buy a Van Winkle or Blanton's at MSRP if I get a chance, but I will not wait in line like most people do. I like most MGP whiskeys, but don't pay $90 for them. Cheers. For Wild Turkey 101, Evan Williams Bottle in the Bond, Eagle Rare, and Knob Creek. Now, there is not necessarily a question there, but I think uh, Vincent's take is absolutely correct. And that is kind of like an OG mentality of bourbon right now. And that is, hey, why in the world would I spend X amount of money when the SRP, which is a suggested retail price from the manufacturer, is uh, $59? Why would I spend $200 on that bottle if it should be $59? But it is what it is, you know? It, It really is. But there is no way that the bourbons that are marked up to 200 bucks are $175 better than like Elijah Craig, Evan Williams Bottle and Bond, Wild Turkey 101. But we don't really have a way to, you know, associate price in a tasting. However, I do have a little mechanism that I use and that's f- focusing on how many points on your palate is the whiskey hitting. So if the whiskey is like saturating your tongue, um, maybe you can uh, formulate like, you know, how many 
parts of your palette, you know, does uh, does 20 bucks equal, you know, and then kind of multiply that. But that's that's something that I think is always a struggle for a critic, uh, for anybody reviewing whiskey is is like talking about the price in, in the review, because if you taste it blind, you don't know what the price is, you know? So, and that's kind of the goal. You should be trying to taste things blind in like competition. And there is no reason why some bourbons are 200 bucks uh, when they should be 59 bucks. You know, actually the reason is people want to make money off of it. And there's a lot of costs associated with that particular product. But uh, yeah, I mean, like you were saying, Vincent, Wild Turkey, Evan Williams, Eagle Rare, Knob Creek. I throw in a few others, Four Rows of Single Barrel and Elijah Craig, for example. Uh, I'd even go out on the limb and say Woodford Reserve, Old Forester 100. I mean, there's just so many good values out there. You don't have to spend a ton of money on bourbon. But that's going to do it for this week's episode. I totally agree with Vincent. But if you have a question uh, on bourbon pricing, what you should get in a particular range, uh, or you're wanting an answer for an idea for a gift or whatever, you can join the Bourbon Mailbag questionnaire. Just hit the contact button on fredminnick.com. But that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. If you would be so kind to hit the like button on YouTube and or give us a, a kind review on however you listen to this podcast. But that's going to do it this week, folks. Please be safe out there. Cheers. You've been listening to The Fred Minnick Show, brought to you by 291 Colorado Whiskey, by Michter's, by Heaven Hill Brands, and DraftKings. Enter Fred at DraftKings.com for a chance at millions of dollars in prizes with first deposit. For more information about Fred's books, articles, and more, just go to FredMinnick.com. I am not a tournament!